Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Process to Profitability. Today, I am talking with Lauren Black of Legacy Loft, all about creating effective surveys in your business. Lauren and I chatted about how to create and use surveys to help you grow your business, figure out what kind of services, products, and courses you might want to offer, and how to get responses that are going to help you move forward in a way that fits your business and your dream client. She also talks a little bit about surveying your actual clients before you work with them through questionnaires and figuring out if they're an ideal fit, and then after you work together to see what their results were and get really great testimonials for your website in a way that's easy for you and for your clients. She gives some great advice on asking the right questions, places where you can ask questions, and how to balance actual surveys with just getting some answers through some conversational questions on social media. Lauren Black is a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a heart for helping business owners reach their highest potential and purpose through creative strategy and brand design. Lauren's main business, Legacy Loft, provides brand strategy and design to entrepreneurs who are ready to shift and scale their businesses. She is also the co-founder of Elevate and Cultivate, a community for design professionals to strengthen their skills and receive feedback on their work. Lauren is preparing to launch a third business this summer with a signature offering being the Bosscation Box, a self-led business retreat in a box where entrepreneurs can rejuvenate and work on their businesses away from Wi-Fi and their daily distractions. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Why don't you get started by telling us about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yes, my name is Lauren Black, and I'm from sunny South Florida. I've been a graphic designer for over 10 years now, but my business got started in 2012 doing wedding invitations just on the side. And that led to more and more freelance graphic design opportunities. So eventually I left my day job in 2016 and launched full-time in April. Legacy Loft is my main business, which is graphic design and branding. And then I have a community for graphic designers called Elevate and Cultivate. And I'm working on one new project, which I'm excited about, um, called Bosscation. But I'll share about that at the end. Awesome. So today we're talking about creating effective surveys in your business, which I know is a struggle for people because they're not really sure how to use surveys, how to get the best results. So why do you think that small business owners should be using surveys in their businesses and what can those surveys do for them? Yeah, so I think it's really important to get to know your audience and their true needs to make sure that your services are reaching the right people and that you're not just creating products or services for phantom clients. You know, just guessing what your clients need or want can lead you to create the wrong things or for the wrong people. So surveys are a first step towards pre-validating your ideas. And this can help you gather interest and figure out even what to offer. So I, there's a few t- different types of surveys that I use, and one of them is simple. Within Facebook groups, there's the poll option. 
And this is really great for gathering research or helping get input from your peers one question at a time. So they're quick and easy for people to answer. People are already on Facebook, so you're going directly to your audience as long as you're in the right group for what you're offering. And, you know, it can help you save time. You just get really quick responses. Great for gauging interest on a topic or figuring out your client's skill levels or deciding on a product name or comparing various options. That's just quick and easy. And then another quick one is just a one or two question email to your email list or just a social media post. So sometimes what looks like just a conversation on your Instagram page or your Facebook can actually be a great way to survey your audience and see where they're at and what they're struggling with. You know, you can pose it as a question, does anyone else feel this way? Or who else loves this? And just putting that out there as a conversation can help guide you to get the answers you need in order to form your products or services. And it's very organic that way. And right. then the next type is a more in-depth survey. So you could use programs like Typeform and SurveyMonkey. Those are both free or even just form fields on your website. So these are a mix of multiple choice or typed responses. So you can go a lot deeper here. And I like combining multiple choice and type just so that people don't have to type out every answer and you can kind of guide the questions a little bit more with the multiple choice. And it makes it easier to read the results too, because when you have too many typed results, it can take forever to read through every <laughs> one. So, but asking here about their experience levels, what their needs are, their preferences, how much they've paid for things in the past. So that's a good way to figure out what they actually would pay instead of just asking, what would you pay for this? Well, they don't know exactly what's involved or you know, how much um, impact is going to make on their business yet. But if they say, oh, I, I bought a course that was similar to that for $500, then you know what they're willing to spend and what they have spent in the past. Right. That's a big deal to know because yeah. if they come to you and they say, oh, I'd only spend $100 and your services are normally a lot more than that, you either know they're not the right client or maybe you need to create something else that's going to be at that price point. Right, exactly, which is why it's so important to, to gather and to ask the right questions. So for these in-depth surveys, I suggest to not make it too long. You don't want people to give up in the middle and get bored or feel like they don't have time. Um, and if you're looking for a high volume of entries, I suggest doing a giveaway with it, but make sure your prize is relevant to your services and offerings, or you'll just have random people, you know, answering just to get a prize. You know, if you're giving an iPad away, everyone's going to want to <laughs> enter. So, but if you are a coach and you're giving away a coaching session, only people who need a coaching session are going to submit. So, you know, making that relevant is important. And, you know, these type surveys can help you shape your products and offerings, but also help you write your copy. So the answers people provide of what they're looking for, if you can then take that and turn it into your sales page, your clients are going to feel like you're speaking right to them. And they're going to connect with you so much stronger when you're taking their own words and saying, this is what I'm helping you with. Right. And I've heard that advice before is to gather the words that your clients or potential clients use and sort of repeat that back to them because that's the language that they understand this in. 
Right. And I think when we're in our business, we, we know all the technical terms that people might not get. So we have to speak to them in a way that they're going to relate to. Right. For sure. And also by doing that and using their results and their words in your copy and in your services, it makes them feel involved and that you're listening to them. So they're really going to connect stronger. Yeah. And it's also, this is a way you can build your email list. So you could have a checkbox that allows people to opt in. So you're okay. starting to build your audience just through the survey to gather interest. So how long do you recommend that those longer surveys through Typeform or whatever it is be? Like how many questions make sense for that? It definitely depends on what you're offering. And if you have a giveaway with it, you can get away with having a longer survey. I had one that was 50 questions that it was a brand new audience for me. And we had maybe about 50 people enter and there was a giveaway, pretty good prize and about 50 people entered. And now I have a similar audience, similar form that is literally, I had no audience for that first one and had 50 responses for this one. There's no giveaway. And I have a thousand people in a Facebook group and I've had 30 responses for a 20 question survey. So I think if you can keep it short and sweet, if you don't have an, an incentive for them, then keep it under 20 questions, maybe around 10. Um, but if you're, if you're offering something in return, then, you know, having 50 questions is not unreasonable. Okay. And I think that's where you mentioned changing up the multiple choice and the typed answers to make yep. it easy for them, adding something like fun just to break it up so they're not sitting there typing forever. Right. Yes. I think when you, if you have 50 questions, a lot of those should be, you know, rank this on one to five and, you know, how you feel and, um, you know, asking the multiple choice questions or yes or no questions that make it a little faster. Don't have, if they have to write an essay for 50 questions, <laughs> you're not going to get anyone no matter what your prize is. <laughs> so, and then another great way for surveys is before and after feedback. So, you know, keeping these super short to the point, and this will help you gauge how effective your services and products are and how you're reaching people, but it'll also be great for testimonials. So if you have um, a checkbox that you use that says, hey, can I use this in my marketing materials and even pull your photo from your website to use on my website, then it makes it easy for them instead of having to, you know, your clients having to send you their photo or write a testimonial without knowing exactly what you're looking to hear, then, you know, this helps you shape your testimonials. Right. That's good advice. And it's nice to get a before picture as well for clients. Mm -hmm. So you can say, this is where they were. Yeah. We work together. This is like their thoughts on that. And this is the results, you know, now, and maybe go yeah. back in the future to get more, you know, more numbers or more results as they've actually implemented whatever you've helped them with. Right. For sure. And let's say you're even building a course and you're building it model by model each week as you go to figure out exactly what people are wanting. Maybe it's your beta version. Then that before survey can help you figure out what you need to even teach for the next lesson. Right. Really important to gather that information to make sure you're serving people the best way possible. Okay. So how do people who are creating these surveys find the right questions to ask that are going to get them answers that are going to help their business, but not be really vague for people who might be answering? 
Right. I think you nailed it with just saying vague. You need to have your questions be specific in order to get the specific answers. So I know I see people post all the time in Facebook groups and it's very generic or boring and they get crickets. So just asking, hey guys, what questions do you have about marketing? People, that's far too broad. People don't know where to start with the questions they have. They, You don't even know who is answering if it's people who are new to marketing or people who have been in marketing and want to step up their game. So making sure that you're targeting the right people by forming your questions. So let's say you're looking to help people who don't do any marketing yet. You could ask the question, with online marketing, do you struggle more with coming up with ideas for content, actually creating the content, knowing where to share it, or what else to get started? You know, asking those specifics, then you get a conversation started and the answers will help you shape your offering. It's like for me, so Halloween versus themed parties. Um, if you ask me to come up with a Halloween costume, there are endless ideas and I can never come up with anything. So lately I haven't been dressing up at all for Halloween. But if you ask me to come up with something for a theme, like a Dirty 30 birthday party, now I have all sorts of ideas in my head and can come up with a great idea. So right. just narrowing in and being specific. And then also working backwards from your problem. So think about what are you struggling to make decisions on? And what do you need to know about your clients before creating this? And what's a prerequisite for your clients to know before they purchase from you? And use those answers to form the questions to ask. Okay. And I liked your example of the marketing because you gave a couple of ideas that they could say, oh yeah, that is the thing I'm struggling with. Or they can come back and say, actually, it's not any of those things, but they feel more like they can respond if they have a starting place. Right, exactly. So giving the specifics and it also that'll help you figure out the, the type of level where people are at that are looking for that help. So how can we make sure that we're actually getting answers from people that would be our ideal clients or would, you know, we would want to sell our product or course to? The first thing I do is make sure you get to know your audience a little. So part of surveys is narrowing down your audience to the people that you really want to work with, but you should have an idea started. So do a search in Facebook groups and see what questions people are asking on your topic and read through people's social media posts, go on Instagram of who you think that would be a good target client for this product or service and just start seeing what the conversations are. Start some conversations yourself of just chatting and not even trying to pull people and just getting to know your audience before even putting a survey out there is so important because then you're making sure that you can form your questions for the right people and that you're reaching the right people. Okay. So, and then the next advice is to get very specific and guide the conversation. So in the, uh, you know, the feedback survey from your clients for testimonials, don't just ask, you know, what did you like about working with me? Or don't just, you know, a lot of people just say like, write a testimonial. And then people are like, oh, Samantha is so amazing. She's fun and sweet and nice. But that doesn't really help people gauge what the results are. So you could, in the testimonial survey, ask them like, what was the transformation? What were the benefits you received from working with me? And then people will say, well, Samantha completely transformed my website. It's now clean and organized. It's beautifully designed. And 
my clients are now finding my service page easier. You know, so you'll, when you specify in your questions and make sure you ask things that are targeted, you know, guide the conversation, which means you need to do some research and not just slap together anything because if you're asking the wrong questions, you'll get a whole survey full of answers that are not helpful. Right. And you also kind of, especially for clients, I think you want to know what you want to be known for so that you can say, mm-hmm. okay, what, like give them examples of the process was efficient. There was really great communication. And that way they can specifically address those areas that you're working on in your business. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think that's so important. So guiding them to be able to provide those answers of, you know, how was it working with me instead of just asking a generic testimonial. So, and then making it fun too. So sometimes you just have to put out there things that are a little quirky or, you know, rather than at one point I was trying to determine how many people work on weekends versus, you know, taking off. And so rather than just asking that straight up, I put a question that said, okay, so you've got an entire weekend to yourself, house is quiet, what do you do? And it was a really fun way for people to engage. They just felt like I was making a conversation, interested in who they are, when in reality, I was trying to figure out that a product that I'm offering, would people do this on the weekend? Or would they prefer to only work weekdays? So making it fun and interactive and engaging is a great way to just inspire conversation and make it organic. And so you don't feel like you're constantly nagging people for answers. And as you said, you want to be known for something too. So if you're, you know, I'm, I'm an ideas person. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas. So I don't want to be posting questions in Facebook groups all the time around these ideas that I might not actually end up pursuing. Right. Because I don't want to be known as this flake that's just constantly changing her mind. So being strategic about, what you survey as a survey and what you put out there as just conversations is a great way to figure out what you even want to offer. Yeah. I love that advice. And I was actually going to ask you before you sort of answered it there was how often should you do a survey? That's an actual survey, whether that's like a poll on Facebook or a longer something versus just asking your audience in an email or in a Facebook group to get an answer without them feeling like, this is a survey I, you know, she's going to be putting something together for me. Right. I'd say to do the conversational ones as much as you want, because you're just engaging with people. As long as you're, you know, when you're posting a question, you don't just post it and leave and just take all of their answers and put them in Evernote. You know, you want to really engage in conversation and see why people are answering that way or laugh when they say, Oh, I would, on my weekend off, I would just, drink a whole bottle of wine every day on my couch, you know? And so you can laugh at that and respond to it. Like, wow, that sounds so fun. And, you know, so really engaging with people in conversations is a way to survey people without them feeling like they're being asked and asked different things. And then the longer surveys, I'd say, you know, if you're launching a new product, definitely at the beginning of the launch and maybe even six months down the road, as you, you know, come to form your idea a little better and make sure that you're on track serving the people that you're working with. And then the, the questions that you email them or ask in Instagram, you know, Instagram's a great way to make conversation 
and ask people questions because they're on there looking to engage and, you know, asking your email list, maybe, you know, if it's just a one quick response, then that's something that maybe every two months, but maybe you also on your email list, you could send them where there's a link, different links, and you just ask them to click the link that's relevant to them. Okay. So easy and so quick. It's not asking much of people. They're not having to write an essay in order to respond to you. Right. Yeah. And it helps if you're making the conversation on Facebook or Instagram, that helps with the visibility too. People are going to get to know you and your personality and it'll help you because you're getting more engagement in addition to getting these answers that you're looking for. Right. Definitely. Okay. So what advice do you have about creating and sharing surveys so that you get useful information from the people you're looking to get information from? Well, I think making it fun is one way. So having really engaging questions and making sure that it's not too long of a survey. Like my 150 question survey was so long, but that one, there were three different prizes that we offered for people who entered the survey. So that was kind of the the fun, the incentive that, hey, you have the chance to win. And we were very engaged with the people who did respond. And we were starting a Facebook group with it. So people were jumping into the Facebook group when they finished the survey. So we were able to serve them there. Um, But just posting it in the right places and having, I'd say, having any cheerleaders or, uh, you know, friends in the business world that their audiences relate to your service offering is a great way to get the word out there. So having people share it and even asking if it's a shorter survey and something or a giveaway, asking people when they finish it, if they could share it with any of their friends that might benefit from the services you're starting to form. Okay. If you are conducting like one of the longer surveys, maybe it's hosted on your website or that's the main place that you're talking about it. Should you only be surveying people who are coming to your website regularly or do you need to try to get beyond that to get more answers and maybe bring in people that haven't heard of you or don't know what you're offering um, to help them as well? I think it depends on the end goal. So if you are just trying to take your current services and offerings, shape them even better and make them stronger or come up with a complementary offering to something that your clients have purchased in the past, then that's a great way to let your clients know and your inside audience know that, hey, I'm doing this for you. And so they can feel like they're being heard and that you're really only doing this for them. But if you're trying to grow or offer something completely new and really expand your audience, then surveys can be a great way to gain interest from people who may not know who you are or that they, you know, don't have, maybe they, they know who you are, but they haven't purchased from you. And it can be a way to even gain their trust as you, if you post the right questions that gets them thinking and realizing that they need your service or offering then that helps them to be engaged. And now you've got a whole new group of followers. Right. So it sounds like the the big part of before you start doing a survey is figuring out what the goal is. What do you want to find out? Who do you want to be serving? And tailor it to that instead of just throwing questions out into the universe. Right, for sure. 
I mean, I answered a survey for someone recently that by the end of the survey, I would have had no idea what they were planning on building from it. So I really don't feel like their survey is giving them much you know, direction. And some of it is gauging people's income level, but income level does not determine what their spending level is. So there could be people that want to invest almost everything they're bringing in back into their business in their early years. And there are others who aren't making much and they save every penny. So making sure that you know the end goal is definitely the way to build backwards from that. Right. What do you do if you feel like you are getting answers that either aren't from your ideal client or that aren't really answering your question or it's totally feels like it's off base from what you're trying to achieve? Ooh, that's a good one. So I'd say it's time to tweak and repeat. So if you can change your survey partway through or kind of, I, I had to do that with that 50 question survey I put out there. Some of the questions I realized were either misleading or a little confusing. And so the results people were writing were not what I was looking for. So I had to go back in and tweak it. So certain things within surveys, like if you're using type form, I know with multiple choice, if you people start answering and then you try to change it often won't let you change the question. So you could have just a few people test it out before you put it public to the rest of the people and just make sure that the questions make sense and that they feel that it's leading them to the right end goal. How long should we be running these surveys? I'm assuming that for clients, you're going to ask every client to take the survey after you're done working with them or after a certain amount of time afterwards. But if you're trying to just gather information about creating a service or a product or a course, how long do you collect responses before you sort of close things down? I'd say a two-week window is usually pretty good because after that, you might have a few stragglers that enter the survey. But for the most part, things when they're fresh and you first put it out there, Unless if you have a, an incentive and some type of giveaway, people are last minute with, they put it off and put it off until you say, hey, last minute, this is closing down. And then first, if you have a survey or a, if you have a prize or a giveaway with it, make sure you let people know ahead of time the, you know, when it's shutting down. Okay. And so I think two weeks is usually pretty good. Okay. And then send them a reminder probably. Yeah. Because... I have heard from other people that they were doing like a giveaway or offering something and they didn't send like that very last minute email and people were like, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sending people, especially if you're offering something for them, that's free, you're not spamming them when you're asking them to fill out this survey. So sending them a reminder, you know, helps trigger some people put things off and they don't remember. And then they get that email that says, Hey, 10 minutes until close. And they realize, Oh no, I need to jump on and do this. Right. Okay. So is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to cover? Well, one thing that I don't know if I mentioned was also um, just surveys about like the questionnaire to gather, you know, especially as a brand designer, and I know you do design as well, it's so important to have a good questionnaire ahead of time. Some people speak this with their clients in person, but just having the right questions to ask in your questionnaire will really help shape. So I know that with branding, 
you know, I want to understand my clients and their true needs before starting a project. I don't want to just go off of a Pinterest board because that doesn't really get to the heart of their values, their messaging, who they are as a person, whether we should be branding for them and their needs or directly just for their audience. So getting to know your audience is really um, you know, important. And then creating that questionnaire to be able to work with them. So even coaches, I've worked with a coach that had this really, really long questionnaire. And it was good because then by the time we got on the phone, we didn't have to start at the basics. She already had all of this you know, foundation to work off of. So we could jump right in to what I really needed help with. Okay. So you recommend having some sort of questionnaire or survey for people as they're, you know, coming to you, they're interested in your services so that you have an idea if they're a good fit without actually having to try to get those answers out of them on the phone. Yes. Well, I think there could be two almost pre pre surveys before you start working with them. One is, you know, a lot of people have a form, their contact form on their website for certain services, they'll screen people and just let them know, you know, these are the type of people I'm looking for. Do you fit this? Um, do you have the budget for this service? And so yeah, that helps screen people before you get on all these discovery calls with people that aren't the right fit, or don't have the funds. And then also, once you actually book them, then when you get started, it is so important to know as much as you can about them and their project, which could be done on a Skype call or a phone call. But I like to do the questionnaire because a lot of times when people write things out, it allows them to think. Yeah, I found that in my business, too. And the questionnaires, I think, if you're asking the right questions even though they're probably going to be longer, like you had mentioned, they have to think about their own business. And I've had a lot of people come back to me and say, that was really good. These are things I hadn't mm -hmm. ever thought about that it's good for me to know the answers to. Right. Yeah. I had one client that she sent me her Pinterest board and then she filled out my questionnaire and the answers in my questionnaire, especially I have a personality quiz that I embed into my questionnaire and the, her personality and just everything from her questionnaire was completely opposite from her Pinterest board. And so I created some mood boards for her and I did a few based off of what she wanted on her Pinterest board. But then I created one that was based off of what I felt she needed from her results in the questionnaire. And she came back and she said, she's like, I didn't even, I don't know how you came up with that. I would have never thought of that, but you know me better than I know myself. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's a good feeling when you know, you're building something that they need and not just what they think they want in the moment, which could change when the next shiny object comes in. Right. Do you have any advice for getting really good questions for your questionnaires? Well, I think it's a trial and error for my branding questionnaire. I used to, almost every client that filled it out, I would go back and tweak it until I finally got it to the point where I felt it was asking the right questions and that I was getting the answer. So sometimes if you are working with a client, take note of what you really need to know in order to work with them. And what is it about their foundation, their background, their clients, and then digging in because sometimes they put out there something that they haven't even tested. So they might 
put that they want to work with, you know, female health coaches, but in reality, they're much better suited working with virtual assistants or, you know, some type of other business model. And so if you can dig into what they really want to be providing, what their strengths are and what their personality is, then you can help shape and determine the best, you know, approach for them. Right. I think that's, that's good. And it is all about tweaking and changing as Mm -hmm. your business changes, as your clients might change, you'll learn stuff from every one of them. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be afraid to go in and make those changes every time. Yeah, exactly. Until you get it right. And, you know, trial and error is a great way to, to form that. So sometimes you're not going to have all of the right questions to ask the first time. Right. Okay. Well, did you have anything else about surveys that we didn't cover or thoughts that you wanted to share? I think that's, I think that's it. Okay. So I'm going to ask the same questions I asked to everybody as we wrap up, Um, starting with how has serving your clients well um, benefited your business and why do you think it's important? For me, it makes things smoother. That the benefit to me is it's smoother. So when I ask the right questions and I'm able to get the right answers for my clients, then and serve them well and create the brand that they need and not just what they think they want in the moment, then it allows that long-term relationship where they don't have to rebrand every six months. And it allows me to be known as the expert, but also it's a smoother process. So the more you can get to know your clients and be able to serve them, you know, it'll make it easier to design for them. Right. Was that the whole, did I answer the whole question? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so then tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Yeah, so I'm an ideas person, as I said before, and I'm constantly coming up with new things. So right now, I've found some things that I'm launching that really are the right fit for my strengths, my passions, and my personality. And then one other thing that's a little personal but kind of built on business is that I'm Loving that I just started volunteering with this new organization that helps teen girls who are dealing with some sort of trauma or hard life situation to receive career counseling and training and mentoring. And so I'll be teaching design to some young teenage girls. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. So what are you working on that you're excited for coming up in the future? All right. Well, my next big thing is called the Boscation Box. And it's basically a retreat in a box for entrepreneurs to break away from their daily distractions and be able to plan for their business. Okay, so is that like a subscription box or is it a one-off thing? It's more of a one-off. There will be multiple options. So for some people, they could purchase the one that helps them take all of their ideas and figure out their best idea to pursue and what kind of their purpose path is. And then one will be for launching their signature offer. So if they have something that they're ready to, you know, just get the plan out there and done, and they need to sit down away from distractions and all in one setting, take care of coming up with their plan, their marketing, their content, brainstorming, 
all in one place. There'll be workbooks that go in the Boscation box and also swag and fun items, but there's a little bit of self-care involved. So that's the vacation side. And then there's the workbooks. So that's the boss side. And it just, there's something magical that happens when you get away from your computer, your Wi-Fi distractions, and just work on your business. Yes. I took advantage of my husband was at a conference and I went and stayed with him at the hotel for a few days and just Mm -hmm. worked. And it was nice to get out of that setting of my house all the time and get away and feel like it was a little bit of a vacation, but I could really sit down and do the work and concentrate on that. Yeah. So that's the whole premise of the Boscation boxes to get away, you know, go find an Airbnb or a hotel or send the kids off to grandma's for the weekend and <laughs> work on your business. So when is that launching? So there's the website landing pages up right now, but I'll be launching officially. I need to kind of pre-validate, pre-launch a little bit, and then it'll officially go live for purchase in the, in the, the end of summer. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, and the last question, I'm sure you've heard this one before, is where can people find you online? Yes. Yeah, so my main business, Legacy Loft, is LegacyLoft.com. And all of my handles, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are all at Legacy Loft. And then the new business, Boscation, is at Boscation.com. And I will have... I forgot to mention this, but I do have a free download for people. So if they want a workbook on um, success with surveys, then they can find that at boscation.com forward slash process to profitability. Okay, awesome. I will include all of that in the show notes so that people can go and check that out and get that um, workbook that I think will probably be very helpful as we're doing surveys for our clients and validating ideas and trying to get all of that information. Great. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) Take care. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.